Okay, here comes a principle that I want to flesh out for you on this particular episode. Never ask for help on a difficult matter from someone who won't admit it's a difficult matter. We'll talk about that a little bit more on this week's Beyond the Notes. Okay, here's what I mean. If you need something done for you, for example, if the engine blows up in my car and it needs rebuilding, I don't mind if the mechanic says, whoa, this is going to be hard because I have no intention of learning how to do the rebuilding of a, of a blown up engine. But if I'm going to have somebody teach me something that I consider to be difficult, I want them to admit that it's difficult. I don't want them to waltz in and tell me how easy it is. For example, back in the mid nineties, um, I actually certified as a scuba diver. Haven't done much in recent years. It's uh, not anything I kept up with very, very much. But when I lived up in Ocala, I had access to all those incredible freshwater springs and, and you know predictable tides. I even scuba dove twice at Epcot in that great big tank. Think about it. You got perfect weather guaranteed. Uh, tons of wildlife guaranteed on a shallow reef and you don't even have to risk seasickness riding a boat to get to it. It's quite a trip. It's a little expensive, but it's quite a trip. In, at any rate, when I was in my NAWI certification class for scuba diving, the guy that taught it was a, a well-seasoned uh, member of the, of the dive team for the Marion County Sheriff's Department up there in Central Florida. And uh, the first thing he did in the very first class, we're all sitting there brand new, oh, 20 of us or so, going to learn to scuba dive. He walks in and he introduces himself and he says, you're here to learn something that people die doing all the time. This is terrifically dangerous, and it has to be done with extreme care. And I sat back in my chair, and I said, I think I've got the right teacher. And that every step along the way, when he taught us how to hook the regulator to the tank or hook those hoses, he told stories of how people had gotten that wrong and gotten themselves badly hurt. Every single thing he taught, he had stories about how if you screw this up, you could get yourself possibly somebody else, but most likely yourself, badly hurt or dead. In other words, at every step, as he taught us how to do this, this amazing, rewarding, fun thing, he also kept us reminded that it was difficult and dangerous. I think if somebody walked into a scuba diving instructor class and said, hi, I'm here to teach you this, but it's no big deal. It's easy. You'll get it in a few minutes. It's no problem. I think you should turn your tail and run for your life. Well, We've, we've come in this moment in our study of the Gospel of John, this, this last Lord's Day, to a, to a moment that has some real particular difficulties. Now, they weren't dealt with in the Sunday morning message because I wanted to talk about them here beyond the notes. So here we go. The, the denials of Jesus by Simon Peter are, are predicted in all four Gospels. If you want to run it down, it's in Matthew 26, 34, Mark 14, 30, Luke 22, 34, and John 13, 38. All the settings are the same. It's, it's Jesus and his disciples there at the, at the table on the, the, last, the beginning of that last Thursday evening. And they all have in common the following components. It's always Simon Peter that's going to deny the Lord. 
He's always going to deny him three times, and it's always going to be before the rooster crows the next morning. Those elements are there in all four gospel descriptions of Peter's upcoming denials. But after that, it gets hard. I have often in this space recommended to those of you who attend to this podcast, A.T. Robertson's Harmony of the, of the Gospels. I think if I had a young friend that was going to go off to seminary to study God's Word, and I was going to send five or six books with that friend that have been a great value to me, Robertson would be probably the very first book that I would buy that, that student because Robertson does, and there are other harmonies, there are web pages, but I, I believe Robertson does the best job. But there's a, there's a very difficult matter that we deal with when we deal with Simon Peter's denials. We know that Simon Peter is going to deny Jesus. We know he's going to deny him three times, and we know he's going to deny him before the rooster crows. But if you take all four gospel accounts and put them side by side, it's hard to make them line up into one story of three denials. The pieces do not want to fit neatly together. In fact, Robertson himself, and I'm going to quote him from my notes here because I love the way he put it, regarding the issue of building a clean harmony of these three denials, Robertson said, there is no difficulty about the substantial fact of the denials, but we must be content with our inability to arrange all the circumstances into a complete program. The, the four accounts do not seem to fit neatly together. And what I love about Robertson admitting that is it is a difficult matter. And I love that one so ingenious and spiritual and scholarly as A.T. Robertson admits here, we have a genuinely difficult matter. It makes me trust him all the more in his work. And it brings us to another, another kind of a key thought I want to share with you today regarding our relationship with God's Word. And we've talked about this a little bit in other settings, but I want to touch on it here, and, and that will be that for this episode. The, the, the twin assertions of inerrancy and infallibility travel together quite often. Scripture claims both for itself but they're not synonymous. Inerrancy and infallibility are two different things. Inerrancy is our belief that the Scripture absolutely gets it right. What that means is Matthew's account of the three denials is correct, as is Mark's, as is Luke's, as is John's. Inerrancy says they are all correct. Infallibility which takes another step and is itself a faith assertion. Inerrancy, we can, we can determine there are no errors. Infallibility is when we trust that there is no possibility of an error. So when we look at the accounts of the sequence of these three denials in these four Gospels, and we, we can't make it Tetris together neatly, we do not conclude, ah, somebody's got it wrong. Somebody's messed up his details. No, rather, we lean by faith into the belief and doctrine of infallibility. And that tells us, nope, all four of them have got it right. It's just not easy to see how. 
There's something going on that we don't see. There's a way these things fit, but fitting them together is beyond us. Now, that's important because maintaining both inerrancy and infallibility are important components of keeping us submitted before God who has spoken in his word. But hey, it's a difficult matter. And remember, don't ask for help on a difficult matter unless the person you're asking is prepared to admit it's a difficult matter. Hey, by now, I hope that you have have subscribed to this podcast. I hope you're liking it and sharing it and talking about it and thinking about it. And if you have a question, respond and let us talk to you about it. I appreciate the chance to be with you. Thank you for joining us on Beyond the Notes.